Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. It's week one. It's opening night. We've been waiting six long months for this. The NFL does it better than anybody. They give you the best possible product in the world for everybody to consume, and they give it to you in a limited time. So you have to just go nutty when it arrives. And sure enough, we have. It starts tonight. The Detroit Lions visit the Kansas City Chiefs. 821 kick. Who you got, everybody? Who you got? We'll talk about that a little bit more here in the show. All right, let's start in the NFL. This is, I think this was inevitable. It had to be done. If you were the San Francisco 49ers, you could not go into the season without the best defensive player in the league, and they don't. They agreed to a contract extension for Nick Bosa worth $170 million total, $122.5 million guaranteed, makes him the highest paid player uh, in the history of football and uh, well not in the history of football in uh, a defensive player so I got to give Nick Bosa a ton of credit he stood by his um, uh, his objective what he wanted what they expected to get and now you put uh, the Kansas City Chiefs who are going to play without Chris Jones tonight in a in a tough bind because clearly you have a guy that's capable of doing that Five years, uh, if he plays at the level that he has in his first four years, dude is, dude is gone, all right? He is worth every single penny. Uh, we may have to take back our T.J. Watt uh, Defensive Player of the Year discussion uh, after you get Nick Bosa on that roster again. And he should be ready to go. Mike Tomlin talked about it. He said, we're preparing as if Nick Bosa is going to go, and sure enough, he will be. How many times he will get to the quarterback? Unknown. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm running at him every single down. Okay, I'm running at him every single down. We'll discuss that game a little bit more tomorrow. All right, Travis Kelsey injury update listed questionable. Team will test knee out this morning. Um, as I discussed yesterday, I've had a hyperextended knee. Uh, it's more about a soft tissue. It's more about swelling. And for a guy who's running, it just feels heavy and large. Um, you're not able to do the lot, a lot of things you, you normally do, but I expect him to loosen it up. I expect them to be treating the hell out of it, and I expect him to play tonight. Uh, will he be as impactful as he normally does? Uh, unknown. The fact that you get 10 long days to um, recover after this game I think is a big reason why we'll see him early, and I think he'll be one of uh, Patrick Mahomes' biggest targets, especially on third down, because you just look up and down the rest of the roster in terms of receiver, it's not, not all that great. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we break down this game, but where is Patrick Mahomes going to go with the football? Travis Kelsey most likely is going to be his target, and he's going to be out on the field. Questionable is much better than out. I don't think that's going to be the case when they step on the field tonight at Arrowhead. Cooper Cup is going to be ruled out of week one uh, versus the Seahawks with this hamstring issue. It continues to be a problem. It flared up once again. Uh, Sean McVay even said something that probably doesn't make a lot of fantasy owners as well as uh, Los Angeles Rams fans happy at all, but injured reserve was something that he, he discussed. Now, of course, injured reserve is different now. It's not a full season thing. It can be for a four-week span, uh, which would be you know optimal in this situation, but I don't take this lightly. Don't get me wrong, but since he signed the big contract, since he had the big year, um, this feels a lot like the Michael Thomas scenario in New Orleans. Signs that huge deal after unbelievable years of receptions with Drew Brees and has never really played again. This year they're hoping for him to be an impactful player, 
but I don't know. This is creeping very close to that degree of, of definition for Cooper Cup. I hope he gets healthy. It is a person. It's someone who wants to play. He works his hardest to get there. But these lingering injuries uh, seemingly are becoming a problem after signing that huge deal uh, the season after they went to the Super Bowl. The Cardinals announced that Josh Jobs, who just pretty much off the street, similar to last year with Tennessee, comes from Cleveland in the trade, will start week one versus the Commanders. This was the game that we looked at as, oh, no, Cardinals, Washington Commanders in week one. Do the Cardinals stand a chance? I thought this may be their best chance to win a game all year. And I do think Josh Jobs gives them a good chance. I mean, we saw what he did when he stepped into the role in Tennessee. He knows what he's doing. He's a veteran. He can manage a game and get him through something against a, uh, realistically, a rookie quarterback in Sam Howell, what that looks like. So I think this game could be rather competitive. Uh, ultimately, we'll find out whether Washington walks him down. Uh, Eric Bieniemy in his first year as a offensive coordinator by himself there in Washington. We'll see how the defense and what they have in store for Josh Dobbs. All right, this is some, uh, this is some news that kind of relates closely to me, or at least others have tried to make it re relate closely to me. But Caleb Williams, his dad says he can return to USC if a team drafting isn't a, a good situation. And, uh, you know, most teams that are drafting in the top five are not necessarily in a good situation. Is your son a guy that walks into a situation and can change the environment, a la Joe Burrow? Like Joe Burrow walked into Cincinnati. I did not think that was a good fit. For what Zach Taylor had done the first two years, I did not think that was a good fit. And therefore, I, I, I told him he should leverage that because no one else was going to pick him. Um, every other team in that league would pick him first overall. And uh, so you wonder. You wonder what that's capable of. You know, is Caleb Williams will, you know, capable of walking into Arizona and transforming that organization? And uh, having said that, I don't think the understanding of the individuals who are picked to be the first, second overall picks at quarterback, I don't think they fully understand the leverage they have. I certainly didn't know how much leverage I had. If I would have done it differently back then, I would have said, hey, I, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers or nobody. I'll go back to college and play, and I'll try it again the next year. That's the kind of leverage these young men have. And so his dad is correct here. He does have another year of eligibility. He is making rather a good living um, playing college football with NIL, but it is also not the $78 million contract or the mid-70s million dollar contract that he would get as the number one overall pick next season. So I don't think for a moment that he is going to do this, but I will say this. If you do choose to go next year, understand the leverage that you have. If you don't want to go to Arizona, make it known. Make it very clear. I know uh, the Colin Coward show, so, uh, a guy on there was talking about me uh, talking to the Manning family, and it wasn't me. There was a bit of uh, truth to the story, but not much of it. Um, Archie reached out to my father. They had known each other for years, of course, with Peyton and I. I uh, reached out to my father and just asked him a simple question about, you know, when, when, the, hit, when the shit hit the fan in San Diego, you know, how did the team respond? And my dad's simple answer was, and it's not hard to tell the truth here. It's like their response was, was bad. They didn't have my son's back. Now, there's truth in that, but also my behavior didn't help the situation either. So there was, there was more variables in this conversation, not just the one. 
But that was easy because Archie knew his son was going to do the right thing, knew his son was going to behave the right way. Who wasn't? Well, the Chargers weren't at the time. I guess they weren't capable. And so, therefore, they made it very clear, we will not play for the San Diego Chargers. And the trade was made for Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning to swap. And Eli went to, the, of course, the New York Giants. And the rest is history. Two Super Bowl championships. Phillip Rivers played a Hall of Fame career in San Diego, uh, but never ultimately got to the big game and won a championship. All right. There you have it. There's a little bit of the inside truth there to what went down and what Caleb Williams has at his fingertips. If you want to go play football, play pro football, go play pro football. But also understand the leverage you have if you were the number one overall pick. It may be the only time you will have that sort of leverage. And if that's the case, you dictate where you want to go. And if the NFL and the teams don't want to play ball, hey, Nick Bosa just showed you exactly what you do. You withhold your playing ability. And that's what ultimately these teams want. If you're good enough, and if you're good enough to be the number one overall pick, you're going to be good enough to ask for whatever you want because they want you on that field. And clearly the Arizona Cardinals have been one of the most dysfunctional uh, franchises for some time now. And, uh, you know, now that I'm a dad, I wouldn't want my son playing there either. All right, when we come back, Ariel Epstein joins us again and breaks down tonight's big matchup and gives you her best prop bets for this game. Welcome back, everybody, to the Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. Of course, one of our favorite segments is when Ariel Epstein stops by. She just lives in a little uh, room here with a cot, and whenever we summon her, she shows up. And uh, some days it's about uh, props, and some days it's just about her analysis. But today it's all about the props for the big game tonight to start the season. Oh, yeah. Are you excited? So pumped. Happy football season. It's the NFL, Thursday night football. I just want wings, pizza, chill out. Wings and pizza, everybody. Do you think I'm going to have wings and pizza tonight? No, you're not I allowed. think I probably should have wings and pizza tonight. You're not allowed. It's not in the diet. It's football season, people. We diet, decided. No diet. Remember, like, we went on this we went on this kick after the Super Bowl last year. And so maybe we'll just, you know, gain it all back. And do it again. And maybe the, maybe the producers this time will <laughs> truly join in when they see that it actually works. And when Rob goes and gets married, he'll be in a super like lean tux, like he's got the V up his back. People are going to be excited. He'll look like Patrick Mahomes out there. Woo! <laughs> Sexy. All right. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, uh, this is a dueling quarterback game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Last time they met was like gangbusters when he was when Goff was with the Rams and Patrick was with the Chiefs. People, I think, kind of forget that the Rams and Goff won that football game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jared Goff, he's got 36-and-a-half pass attempts for the prop in this game. Do you expect him to throw it a lot, or is this gonna game going to be a little bit more balanced and, and look to him not to be the like the chef tonight and let some other people cook? Goff's going to throw. Okay. He did in that game you spoke about a couple of years ago, had yeah. over 40 pass attempts. This number 36-and-a-half, I love it for Jared Goff to go over. He's going to have a lot of time. Offensive line is the best unit on this Lions team. You got a Chiefs secondary that has struggled. In fact, the Chiefs secondary has thrived off applying pressure on quarterbacks. Last season, when the Chiefs applied pressure, they were number one in deep balls allowed, the least. Without pressure applied, the Chiefs allowed the 26th uh, least amount. So they were really down there and allowing a lot of deep balls. No Frank Clark. That's going to allow for there to be 
some less pressure on Jared Goff. And also you've got two pass-catching running backs in Detroit. Jameer Gibbs is a pass-catching back, 444 receiving yards in college last year. Even David Montgomery, his backup, he could catch balls out of the backfield. That adds to the pass attempts. Jared Goff, over 36.5 pass attempts tonight. Also, you talk about that uh, pressure. No Chris Jones. No Chris Jones. That's the bigger one in all this, and that may be looking like a big, pretty big payday for Chris Jones after what Nick Bosa signed yesterday. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, you had a couple interesting takes on first the, the passing prop, but as well as his rushing prop. What, where, where are you going tonight with, with the reigning MVP? Over 15.5 rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes tonight. Instead of going to the pass, you look to the ground. He's going to have a lot of options out there that he's going to be hesitant to throw to because the secondary in Detroit has gotten better. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's out there. You've got Cameron Sutton, who also was added from Pittsburgh, had a career season last year. If you have the ball in Mahomes' hands long enough, he's going to have to do something with it. And the Lions last season gave up the most rushing yards to quarterbacks. Against the four teams that Mahomes faced last season that allowed for the top 10 most rushing yards to QBs, Mahomes went over in three of those four games, had at least 26 rushing yards in three of them, over on the rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Today. What's really uh, what makes him great in, and I think separates him from a lot of different quarterbacks in the league, when it's third down and they cover well, a defense yeah. covers well and does everything, he's able to use his legs and find ways to pick up first downs. And that's where you get a lot of those rushing yards. Uh, I'm with you. I think over 15 and a half is, is easily doable uh, tonight for the, uh, for the great Mahomes quarterback. passing yards scared me, and I'd be interested to hear, because of the secondary improving in Detroit, which, again, the last five years has been one of the worst in football, I was, oh, Patrick Mahomes, passing yards at home, no problem. He has at least 290 in majority of his games last year at home against bad secondaries. 285 and a half seems low, Ryan. It does seem low. I expect this thing to be a high-scoring game. I took the over. So I think these guys go back and forth. I think they rush when they need to, but they throw it the majority of the time. The skill position players for Kansas City, there's just too many unknowns. So mm -hmm. maybe that has something to do with the 285 and a half because we just don't know if Sky Moore is going to take the jump, right. whether Justin Ross is going to be a guy that's going to be able to go, whether Kelsey can play at all. And so you don't know a lot of those things, so maybe that's why the number's there. Once we get into the game and see that – that Skye's made that jump, that Justin Ross looks healthy, and that Kelsey is going to give what he can give for most of the game, that, that number may feel like a steal, but we'll have to wait to see how that one plays out. Um, looking at your top running back player props for this matchup, you got Montgomery in there, you talked about Gibbs, uh, Pacheco. Where are you sitting with this game and this matchup at the running backs? Got to look to the receiving yards for both the Lions running backs, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Gibbs just feels too high. It's 30 and a half, now 31 and a half. One of the most publicly bet plays in tonight's game. I hate being with the public. Shifted gears to David Montgomery, who last season did have some games that had some higher receiving yards. And now he's getting a Chiefs defense that has allowed for top five most receiving yards to running backs last season. Not much has really changed. In fact, the defense with the players we talked about, Clark, and um, now why do I keep Jones. forgetting Jones? We we like we lose some more defense. So you've got two pass catching running backs, and Gibbs is the rookie. Why not pass it along to David Montgomery, who's been there before? He's got the ability to catch balls out of the backfield, and this is only ten and a half. Last season, looking at a very different running back room, you had DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Both of those players against bad pass catching back uh, against defenses bad against pass catching backs. Both those running backs 
saw catches or got catches, uh, saw passes from their quarterback. Ryan, I've got to go with David Montgomery over 10 and a half receiving yards. Well, I like that. I, I do. I think that they're going to be utilized a lot. I tell you what, when you're a general manager and you're willing to go get rid of your two running backs from a year ago, mm -hmm. from two guys that scored so many touchdowns, were so impactful, that leads me to believe that they have a lot of faith in David Montgomery yep. and a ton in, in Jameer Gibbs to go out and draft him in the first round like that. So, yeah, both these running backs are probably going to get and see some targets. I love the fact that David Montgomery's right there on your list. Um, excited for the season to kick off. Excited for what this season holds for you and I yeah. and, and what we get to do, and hopefully we'll make a lot of people money. Uh, she is the prop queen. She knows how to get it done, and uh, you should follow her as best you can. All right, when we come back, I'm going to give you my picks. We killed it last year. We're going to kill it again this year right here on The Straight Line with Ryan Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Thanks to Ariel Epstein. I mean, guys, follow her advice. I mean, there's, there's a reason why everybody calls her the prop queen. Uh, that's where I get most of my education from as well. Well, let's go to my picks. This is the start of the new year. Last year, first year doing this, really, you know, I, I, I viewed it from, first off, an analytical point of view as well as a player's point of view on how we went into games, how we viewed opponents, what things affected uh, everything that he did. And sure enough, we had a stellar year. If you followed us last year, you made money, okay? We were 33 games over 500 against the spread. That's absurd. That's absolutely absurd. And we're going to do it again. This year, we're going to put a little more emphasis on the in-game betting around the same game parlays. It's a lot of fun, really exciting, a good way to maximize your money and value. Um, and it really gives us a chance to dig in deeper into what guys are going to do during the game against certain opponents, against certain schemes. There's situational football where Justin Jefferson might be the best fantasy football player out there. He better be. I drafted him first yesterday in my first ever fantasy football draft, so you better do well. He did well the first week of the last season, and then he shows up against Philly and does nothing. It's because of the scheme. It's because of things that go on. And when you're a wide receiver, a tight end, or a running back, or any of those things, it's hard for you to dictate or control any of those um, um, outcomes. Who does? It's the quarterback, plain and simple. He dictates everything on the football field, where it's designed, where it goes, and the defensive coordinator ultimately decides a large part on where the ball goes because these quarterbacks are so darn good of looking at scheme, going away from the trouble, and finding themselves open guys. So when you guys have a third, mid-round, wide receiver and things like that, those guys in certain games could be imp incredibly impactful. Who will be that tonight for the Lions and the Chiefs? Well, we're about to find out. This line started out at minus seven with the Chiefs. Of course, the news around Travis Kelsey, the Chris Jones conversation, has moved the line slowly back. It's now at minus five. It was as low as minus four and a half. It's gone back to minus five. You just look at the five years that Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has absolutely dominated in week ones. I mean dominated. No interceptions. I think 18 touchdowns. Just massively uh, um, efficient and, and, and just as a winner. They just win. Uh, Andy Reid has not lost with, with Patrick Mahomes at the helm in week ones. In fact, whatever they have in store leading into that usually surprises many teams, and they come out gangbusters. And so I expect the same thing. Um, the difference is I believe Detroit has a bit more backbone than they 
normally have. I think the defense got better. I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to be a problem on the edge. Uh, I think the defensive backfield has gotten better, especially against what Kansas City is going to trot to the line of scrimmage at the skill position. And uh, I think the defensive front's going to be uh, um, enough. And when I say enough, I mean enough to keep it close. There's kind of a no-win situation here for the Lions, especially if Kelsey doesn't go and Chris Jones isn't available. I don't care. If the Lions can find a way to win the game, win the game. I don't. It doesn't matter. But Jared Goff, Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes have done this before. They love to go against one another, and I expect a shootout. That's what I expect tonight. I expect the Chiefs to ultimately get have the ball last, kick a field goal to either win it by three or less than three. So I'm going to go Detroit Lions plus the five. Five points in a big game. Um, if they flat out blow them out, then, then I don't know what to think about the Lions, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think Dan Campbell's going to have them ready to play, very similar to what they looked like in that season finale against the Packers last year on the road. So we're going to go uh, Detroit Lions plus the five. If you want to go money line, Kansas City wins 41-38. So that clearly tells you something, right? It clearly tells you the over of 53 is, is going way over, okay? Um, uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game. just is. Last year, uh, Detroit started out 38-35 against the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. We could see something similar again. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all, and I think the NFL would love those fireworks, uh, and everybody would enjoy it. The defenses for both of these teams are what are skeptical. And if you have two you know, a bit um, unknown defenses and what's going to happen with them, means these two quarterbacks who pretty much carved up the entire NFL last year are going to do the same in this matchup. So we're going uh, Lions plus the five, and then we're going to go the over, okay? My top player props, Mahomes. What has he done every week one? Been great. And so when you have a chance to go over two and a half touchdowns, you take it. He's going to throw two, three touchdowns. That is a – I forget what the, the plus percentage there, but it, it's good good value. Also, I like Amon Ross St. Brown for an anytime touchdown, Okay. Um, I think he's going to be targeted a bunch. I might even look at his receptions. I think it's at seven and a half. I might look to the over for that because I think he's going to be targeted a bunch, especially in the red zone. And he's going to be a big-time player for, for Jared Goff this year, um, even much more so than he was a year ago, and he was special last year. So that brings us to our same-game parlay. We're going to go with what I think is going to be a for-sure hit, and that's the over. And then we're going to go with the Patrick Mahomes plus two-and-a-half touchdowns over that, Okay as well as the Amon Ross St. Brown anytime touchdown. That is a value of plus 450 for a uh, um, same-game parlay on your PointsBet USA app. There you have it, folks. Let's have some fun. Let's get off to a good start. And uh, you ready for some football, people? We'll see you tomorrow.